you know that it's possible to survive the boss from hell without quitting your job or selling your soul? Hi, my name is Ken Williams, and I'm a certified life coach and a master of connecting with people. I've had a lot of bad bosses, because who hasn't? And I'm the host of the Bad Boss Podcast, a podcast where we explore ways to improve relationships at work so that you can survive the boss from hell. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of working with people that you never wanted to be friends with. If you're hoping to reduce your work stress and increase your job satisfaction when it seems impossible, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and learn how to survive the boss from hell. And as promised, this week we're talking about the commute. Um, I was thinking about this because of a podcast that I was listening to that just referenced, this was um, the way I heard it, by Mike Rowe, which is a fun listen. His uh, early episodes are stories. If you are old enough to uh, have heard of or to remember Paul Harvey and his rest of the story, uh, Mike Rowe, who is the Dirty Jobs guy, did a lot of stories like that, and he calls it the way I heard it. He's telling the story the way he heard it. Really interesting stories. A lot of them have kind of kicker endings, which makes it fun. Once he finished that series, he has kept the same podcast platform and name and things like that. He does interviews, and sometimes it's just him and his buddy Chuck. Anyways, I don't remember the name of the guest, but he was talking about the commute, and I thought about the commute and how important that is in dealing with the boss from hell. He the, the guest was talking about how he loves his job, and on the commute, <laughs> he just kind of finds himself getting dragged down into this um, really a negative mindset. So I thought about my experience. I thought about my, my approach, my, um, my habits. Last week, we talked about habits, and not just the physical um, actions that we do out of habit, but really it's the thoughts that we have out of habit. The fact that I habitually tend to think that I'm, you know, you ask me anytime, how are you? And I may answer tired and grumpy because that's just been a habit. The interesting thing about that, and I promise we'll get into the commute as well, but the interesting thing about that is that the, um, the state of mind that we find ourselves in so often is based on the mindset that we have or the, the thought uh, pattern that we have. And so if I continue to tell myself that I'm tired and grumpy, I'm going to find that I'm tired and grumpy or I'm going to find evidence that I'm tired and grumpy. Uh, one thing I did not mention but is absolutely true, and this will come uh, up, I'm sure, many, many more times as we explore dealing with the boss from hell together, but we love to be right and it's not just that we love to be re- love to be right. We think we are right all the time. <laughs> so, so next week we'll be talking a little bit more about that, about willingness to be wrong. But um, because our thoughts come from our brain, they just feel right. They feel natural and comfortable. So if I I'm telling myself or other people that I'm tired and grumpy. I'm going to find reasons that that's true. I'm going to find the evidence in the actual world that I'm tired and grumpy. I might f- feel fatigue in my body. My eyes might feel um, maybe dry or heavy. 
and um, I will look for, this is not a conscious thing, but I will look for and find evidence that I'm tired. (laughs) And then the grumpy, you can ask my kids, the grumpy may just play out as well. So the habits um, that we that we um, implement for ourselves are important as well. Uh, last week, we were talking more about the, the thoughts that we habitually think and catching those, recognizing those, making sure those are the types of thoughts that we want to have. This week, it's going to be the habits that we have as we prepare for work. And um, I work nights. So I'm sleeping during the day. When I wake up, my first thing is I grab my phone, I check messages. What did I miss over the course of the day? Uh, just as an example, today I woke up at about 6 o'clock, which is a little bit later. I got to, be- to bed a little bit later uh, this morning than I normally do. So I still got a decent amount of sleep. But I grabbed my phone, saw some things I wanted to check on my, uh, my personal email. And so pull up my laptop and I'm laying in bed. And, so, and one of the things that I've noticed for myself is that... Um, if I'm having this habitual thought that I don't like work, don't like the people I work with, don't like the job that I have, don't like going into work, even if those things are habitual, uh, I'm sorry, even if those things are not conscious, not consciously decided thoughts, if I, if I can think of um, or find ways to avoid the uh, <laughs> inevitability of going into work, I may do things to um, to delay that or to to uh, av- avoid thinking that, to avoid feeling the dread or the panic or the disappointment or frustration or whatever the, the actual feeling is. And so I may pull up videos. I may scroll socials. I may um, d- do things. And because I'm still laying in bed, the habit, <laughs> the physical habit reinforces the mental habit. Something that I noticed not that long ago was this habitual thought of being tired and grumpy was when I would wake up and it didn't matter how much sleep I got. It didn't matter if it was four hours or eight hours. I would wake up feeling or thinking, I'm just, I'm exhausted. I need a nap. And sometimes I would, that would keep me laying down. And sometimes I would, um, scroll. <laughs> Sometimes I would not. Sometimes I would close my eyes and try to get some more sleep. And um, the the result is that the day gets away from me, that I don't accomplish anything. Now, if I were on a traditional schedule, I would wake up, typically, wake up six, seven in the morning, whatever it is, get dressed, get ready for work, head out the door, and then I'd be home and I would have this block of time that I could do things, whether that's spend time with family or um, do yard work or record podcasts or whatever it is. And so I kind of switched a couple of those blocks of times. They still exist. And the what I decide to do is still largely influenced by the mental habits that turn into the physical habits. And so if I have this physical habit of staying in bed until, oh, now it's eight o'clock, I've got to get up and get showered and ready for work. And then I head out. So I've lost that block of time to be quote unquote productive doing things with family, with um, home projects or whatever. Um, I have had times that I have felt like I do nothing more than sleep 
and work. And sometimes the work time expands, uh, and that can feel true. But again, because our brains <laughs> are, are programmed to be right, or to at least think we're right about everything, that becomes true. Now, how does that, um, how does that tie in to our commute? The physical habits that we perform on a daily basis, and, and I would guess if you're like me, you don't make a lot of conscious decisions when you get up, for example. Mm, Let's see. Okay, today, yeah, today I think I'll go to the gym. You just develop a habit that you wake up, you go to the gym, or you wake up, you go for a walk. You wake up, you scroll social media. You, Whatever the habit is, those habits can really set the tone for our day and for the way that we approach our day. And so if you have a commute, if, you, <laughs> if you're going someplace to work, you have a series of events that lead up to you arriving at the workplace. And for me, those events, I get up, um, shower, get dressed, and then I have a block of time. Typically, I'll have some period of time. And then I've got about a 30, 35-minute commute, depending on traffic. And I listen to things. So what you decide to listen to is going to have an impact as well. So my suggestion to you is get intentional. Make sure that the habits that you are developing are supporting the life that you want, the, the uh, life satisfaction, the job satisfaction, the enjoyment that you want to get out of life. And so on your commute, on that time leading up to waking up and arriving at work. Make a plan. What What is it that is going to support enjoying life? If, you, if your habit <laughs> is to find a friend or family member, or loved one or coworker, somebody that you can just banter back and forth and complain about the boss from hell, you are then priming yourself to find reasons that the boss from hell is a bad boss. And, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. I'm not saying that that's unnecessary or, or inappropriate. I'm just saying you're going to, as you, as you start to recognize um, the, the things, it could be pet peeves that you have. It could be, um, quirks or behaviors or expectations of the boss. And as you, you give light to that, I don't know if there's a better way to say that. You just, you, you put a focus on it. What you focus on is going to increase and grow. So you're going to uh, recognize that. I was listening to a a podcast the other day. (laughs) I listened to a lot of podcasts. I was listening to a podcast the other day and the speaker said, um, a lot. Um, and I, I know one of my favorite filler words is so. <laughs> so if you are listening to this, start listening for so, and you'll, you'll see what I mean. You'll, you'll get the point. I had a, uh, an employment law professor in my um, collegiate program that used the word etc. a lot. Instead of paying attention to the lecture, the content, I noticed every single time she said, et cetera, on this podcast, I noticed every time the speaker said, um, and I could predict with 
decent accuracy when he would put another um in there. Um, this is, um, <laughs> and it become, became distracting. And I caught myself thinking, I wonder if I stopped paying attention to the ums, would I even notice it? Or would it, would it be as bothersome as it is? And that's true with the, the habits or the quirks or the, the interactions with the boss from hell. That if you don't add the focus on the things that drive you crazy, then it doesn't mean they go away. It is not going to go away. Those things are still going to exist unless you can somehow convince the boss from hell that he or she needs to stop doing certain things. They need to stop saying, um, <laughs> or et cetera, or whatever it is. And, um, but those things become less distracting or less annoying. And so the thing, there's another show, see? <laughs> The thing that I want to encourage you to do is think about what experience you want to have. If you want to hate your boss, that's fine. There are plenty of bosses that deserve your hate, and I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't. But I will tell you that surviving, not just surviving, but really having a, having a decent interaction with the boss from hell is much more productive for you. It gives you a lot more job satisfaction and it 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 makes the whole experience just a little bit better and sometimes just a little bit better is good enough and <laughs> it may not be perfect it probably won't be perfect but a little bit better is going to make it survivable as you are commuting as you're driving what are you putting into your brain is it going to be motivational is it going to be uh, inspiring? It could be music. It could be uh, a podcast. It could be... I, I listen. I have a Sirius XM radio. I listen to two channels. So every time they, they try to get me to renew for $18 a month or whatever, I remind them, I listen to two channels. The two channels are XM uh, Laugh USA, channel 98, which is clean comedy. Jim Gaffigan and Brian Regan and a lot of... They're just some fantastic comedians. I listen to them. And that's probably about 5% of the time that I'm driving, maybe a little bit less. The other channel I listen to is BYU Radio. And I typically listen to them on Sunday because um, music and the spoken word, and they've got inspirational talks and, and thoughts and programs and that sort of thing. So I listen to them occasionally, and that's probably about 1% of the time. The other 95%, I'm listening to podcasts or audiobooks. I've got a series of podcasts, and I'll share some of those with you. Of course, I think you should listen to this one, the Bad Boss Podcast. My other podcast is a, a Christian-themed uh, podcast where I like to discover or I like to dig into the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is called Chocolate Cake Bites. Bites is spelled B-Y-T-E-S. And that's just either me uh, sharing my own thoughts or uh, sometimes I'll have a, a, a person on, a friend, family member, and we just have a uh, what I always think are fun discussions about digging into something. So those are two uh, that I put out that, of course, would be options for you. I've talked about David Nagel and his Successful Mind podcast. That's fantastic. Um, 
I am a uh, life coach school, certified life coach. And so I listen to the Life Coach School podcast, uh, Brooke Castillo and her things. Uh, Jody Moore is a mentor, and uh, I did some advanced training with her. So her podcast, Better Than Happy, also very focused on coaching themes. And um, there are plenty of others that would be great positive sources of, of information, things that you could listen to that will help you put yourself into the, the mindset of being successful at work. And of course, not just at work. It could be true for all of your interactions with people, all of your, all of your relationships. So those are um, a couple of things. How do you spend your, how do you spend your commute? I sometimes will make phone calls. I'll call yesterday. I called my mom, chatted with her for a bit. It had been a few days since I talked to her. So um, had a great interaction with her, but be intentional. Intend to have a positive experience as you're going to work. That's going to put you in a better frame of mind as you get to work and you start to deal with the eight or 10 hours or however long it is that you've got to deal with the, could be monotony or drudgery or <laughs> shenanigans, whatever, whatever it is that you deal with at work. And the commute is what primes you for that. Um, the if if you are spending your commute time rehashing all the crap you had to deal with yesterday, which sometimes feels great, and so, and when I say it feels great, it's it's cathartic. It is important uh, many times to talk through that. To find a trusted partner that you can vent to, that you can uh, commiserate with. I'm not discounting that. I'm not talking about untoxic positivity that, oh, if I just smile and think positive thoughts about everything, it's all going to be good. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. It's important to acknowledge our difficulties, our frustrations, and feel those things. It's important to feel those things. We'll spend more time in future episodes talking about the uh, importance of feeling our feelings and and if we don't, what that can do for us. There is a uh, danger of untoxic positivity. And we've, we'll continue to talk a little bit about that. I've got some things that uh, are in the pipeline that I think will, will help with that. But the, the way that we prepare ourselves as we go into work is going to set the stage for how we approach um, uh, approach the day. So do something fun. We talked uh, in, as I was reading the book, we talked about the David Nagel quote, the way that I remember it was, it, it is not your job's responsibility to make you happy. So do things to make you happy. And just as an example, an idea, something that you could try and this, I'm not going to come up with an exclusive, uh, an exhaustive list, but I have a meeting with my peer group and my boss today. And meetings, <laughs> as I talked about in the book, meetings are not always great. So sometimes meetings, not fun. Sometimes they're important. I understand that and I, and I buy into that and I don't have a problem with that. But I have kind of joked around with my peer group over the last several weeks about tacos. If my boss reaches out, hey, what do you guys need? Tacos, that's what I need. And so for the meeting tonight, I'm bringing tacos. 
Why not? Couple bucks, big deal. It's going to be fun for me and um, hopefully a little bit entertaining for my peer group. Have some tacos. But uh, the important thing is how you decide, and this is a decision. It's, it's something I've caught myself doing or not doing, and it has made a tremendous difference in how my day goes. Make the decision how you want to initially approach your day. At some point in future episodes, we'll talk about what do you do when things are going well and all of a sudden the boss from hell throws something on you that just really upends <laughs> your whole experience. That's not uh, something we're going to address right now, but at least at the start, from the outset, begin on your terms. You decide how do you want to begin. Life's better if you begin with the positive mindset mindset. So listen to something good. Listen to something inspirational. Talk to somebody that's going to help boost your spirits rather than drag you down as you are um, preparing yourself for the workday, as you're getting up, getting dressed, whatever your morning or <laughs> in my case, evening routine is the commute, the, the drive time, the, and if you don't drive, if you have another means of commuting, you have that time, that time between when you finish the typical routine, you move into the workplace. <laughs> maybe that's just a different room in your house. And maybe uh, you're have, having other transportation to the, the point where you actually arrive and you're ready to get started. So decide. Do that on your terms. Don't let that be somebody else's decision. Don't give them that power over you. They don't deserve it. You deserve better. So that's my thoughts for, for this week. Next week, I think we're going to talk about how can you decide to be wrong? And what does that look like? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bad Boss Podcast. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember that relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to have a better experience with your own bad boss, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me at ken at kenwilliamscoaching.com or check out the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, don't forget to spread untoxic positivity everywhere. <laughs>